Be honest. Are you completely obsessed with your shoes? Have you been known to talk about your shoes to friends, family, and people in line at the grocery store? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's. Because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. Just ask the millions of women who wear Rothy's every single day. You may have heard of the point and the flat from Rothy's, but they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Plus, every single Rothy's product is made with sustainable materials, like plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So not only are they comfortable, washable, wear everywhere shoes that look great on your feet, they're great for the planet too. Step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? And for a limited time, you can get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com slash comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com slash comfort. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you had an awesome week. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Hope you have an a lovely week. I was going to say awesome again. I'm like, no, don't say awesome twice, Lauren. Now I've said it like four times. I hope you're ha- you've got a fantastic weekend lined up. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to a couple of days off and feeling really energized after the live stream this morning, which I'm sharing with you now. So interesting thing about this live stream, I had so many great questions. I want to thank Anthony English and Andy Erickson and Brian Fretwell and Dr. Fashid Palvani for commenting on the live stream. It was so much fun, so awesome. Uh, I think Friday is definitely a better day to be live streaming and great to get a mix of people local and international as well. So if you want to sort of join the party next week yeah I'm gonna call it a party uh come along Friday mornings I think I'm gonna do it at the same time 11 a.m seems to be a good time to do it so Fridays 11 a.m uh come say hi uh come chat with me it was really fun what happened though as a result of having these awesome conversations was I actually got a little bit sidetracked at one point. So I was like, there's three things you need to think about. And then I went through the first one and then I didn't say the other two. So what I'm going to do on the podcast version is I'm going to go ahead and add that those two other points at the end of this episode. So I'm not going to sort of dice it into the episode because I think it, it will sort of disrupt the flow. It won't make sense. But if you stay right until the end, you'll learn about what the other two Ah, that's my little teaser for you to stay and listen to the whole episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode and you're like, this would be really awesome for such and such to listen to as well, please send them a link. Send them a link to have a listen to this podcast. Uh, really, really helps to grow the show. The grow, the sh- the grow, the show has been steadily growing over the last few weeks. Um, the charting, getting it charting on a f- in a few different countries, really massively helped. And also um, on TikTok, I think that's been helping too. Even though I don't have a massive amount of followers on TikTok, I do get quite a few views. Uh, so I think that's helped to sort of find new listeners. So if you found out about this podcast from TikTok. I'd love to know as well. Uh, you can tweet with me at LaurenCress89. I'm always curious about where people have found out about this show from. And it sort of ties into what we're talking about today. So as you'll hear in a minute, I'll take you through a proper introduction in the live stream. But essentially what we're looking at is like how to figure out 
what you need to fix first in your marketing funnel because marketing is always about continuous improvement. So how do you figure out, okay, like this is what I need to improve first Um, because what can happen is we get so overwhelmed that we don't end up fixing anything because we feel like we need to fix everything. So I'm going to help you with that problem in today's episode. Uh, If you want to go the extra mile to support the show just before we head on to that part of the show, you know what I'm going to say if you're a regular listener. You can go and buy me a cup of coffee at Kofi. So ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. Now I know there's people here who can't actually rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts because you're like, I don't have iTunes, Lauren. So what do you want me to do? How else can I help? Well, that's another way you can help. You can head over to my Kofi page, buy me a cup of coffee. And if you feel like, I mean, if you feel like this content is valuable, right? I think it's a pretty good deal. I think the content that I provide to you, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think it's better than what a lot of people put in their consulting courses for marketing. I've I've done a few of them and it isn't that good. <laughs> so <laughs> I really work hard to make sure I'm bringing you good content that's relevant to what's happening right now in 2020, not something that's from 2018 that I, you know, filmed once and then put into an e-course. This is about up-to-date information and, uh, you know, helping you get through this year right now. So to help me get through this year, uh, anything you can do to go and support the show, awesome. If you can't afford it, totally fine. But if you're like, well, I just gave up working with a business coach that cost me like $1,000 a month, three bucks. Three bucks is all I'm asking for. So you can do that there. All right, guys, let's head on to the main part of the episode. There might be a quick little short ad break here. And then we'll get on to the main part of the show. I hope you enjoy it. Now at Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me. But know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. G'day everyone. Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're all doing well. I don't usually do live streams on Fridays, but this is my new time for my seen and heard episode. So this is all about helping you build your online visibility. And I usually do this on Wednesdays, but now it's Fridays. Uh, And then I turn this into a podcast afterwards. So today what we're talking about is we're talking about something that I'm seeing happen a lot for people at the moment, which is around not knowing where to start when it comes to optimization. So it's like they've done the groundwork, they've been putting content out there, they've been getting maybe some success and not success, but then it's like, okay, well, actually now what do I need to look at to work out what I need to do first? Because now I just feel like I need to fix like a hundred different things and what's going to serve me best. So I actually went through this exercise myself this morning and then I thought this would be a great thing to to share here. Um, thank you for the love, by the way, whoever loved this, I'm guessing you're watching it on Facebook. Appreciate it. So if you have questions as we're going, please pop them in the comments. Would love to, I love having the back and forth in a live stream, but I have questions for myself. So let me start with that. (laughs) So I guess the first thing is like, why would you want to do this, right? Like, why is this important? Um, If you're kind of, you've got your website set up, you've got your social media stuff set up, you've got your content plan, like, why does it matter? 
what, why do you need to improve it? Right. So maybe that seems obvious, but one of the things that's really important that we do is like we recognize that there's different stages to our content planning. So it's not a set and forget thing. It's not like we put a whole heap of our best content out there and then just like watch our numbers kind of skyrocket and our business become successful. Like if it was that easy, like there'd be a lot more very, very wealthy business people out there, right? Um, So what I'm finding a lot of time is what people do is they try a few things out. They're trying to set up their funnel and then they kind of go, oh, that's not really working. And then they diversify. So they go, oh, okay, my LinkedIn funnel isn't really working or that ebook isn't working. So I'm going to make another ebook and I'm going to go on Facebook now and see if that works, you know? And then it's like, oh, that's not working. So I'm going to start a podcast and that's not working. So I'm going to go on YouTube and that's not working. And it's sort of like what's happening is if you think about like the, the marketing funnel, they're continuously focusing on trying to diversify up here, but this part of the funnel where we're looking at engagement and conversion hasn't actually been working. So what we need to do first is look at, well, what's, what's going on here? And then how do we continue to build brand awareness up here? So what I did this morning is I had a look at where, where are most people coming from for me right now? So this helped me kind of think about the person's mindset in terms of how well they knew me, what sort of content they were likely to have seen and where they're, you know, where they're kind of ending up. So for instance, the top way that people find out about me, the most popular by far is one video I have on YouTube. This one video I have on YouTube has had, I think, 285,000 views. And from that, I get most of my mailing list. So people watch the video, they subscribe often to my YouTube channel. So I've kind of hooked them in there. And then, oh, thanks, Anthony. So Anthony English said, this is really helpful. So easy to give up early and say it's not working. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it is. It is. Actually, there's this um, stat. I don't know if it's still true. This might be like a year old now, but um, that on average podcasters po- like publish four episodes and then they give up. And I can completely understand that as well, because I think what happens is, we're kind of, it's a lot of effort at the beginning and we're not seeing traction. And then we're kind of just like, okay, well, like, why am I doing this? I've got so much other stuff to do in my business. So I completely empathize with why it happens, but I will continue going with my little action, action steps. So people know what to do. So, okay. So like I said, so I've got this video, it gets heaps of views, but it's actually the, the problem with this video for me is it's not a video that has a lot to do with what I actually do in business. So it's like a long nurture stream that I'm trying to kind of figure out to get people to, to kind of take other actions and do other things. Right. So it's like, they come to my YouTube video, a bunch of them go and sign up to my mailing list and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And then I've got to look at, um, yeah, if you get to six podcast episodes, it is a thing totally. And actually for some people, sorry, Anthony said that for people listening to the podcast later, Anthony just said, if you get six podcast episodes, it's a thing. In some cases, and I think I might've even said this before on the live stream, six episodes might be enough for your business objectives as well. So it's really important that we actually think about that. Like, why are you why do you have a podcast? What I found to be quite effective with some clients is we just do a few like audio visual pieces of content that happen to also be turned into a podcast, but we actually use that on their website. And that's primarily what, what matters for them, but they also will get traction on the podcast as well. And short series can be great, right? If the content's good, the, the, the short series can be good. Okay. 
sorry, I'm, I get taken off on tangents very easily because I love talking about this stuff. So um, what I've what I went through this morning with like, this is actually how most people are getting to know me, right? So I don't have a problem with like reach, but I need to really think carefully about how I'm going to, if someone's getting to know me from content that's like high virality, but low on like brand kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like it's it's not highly connected with my, my brand kind of messages and key messages or relevance. That's, that's what I'm looking for. How do I kind of get people to, to go through that next part of the funnel? Because I don't want to stop people. I don't want to turn that video off and I don't want to stop building my mailing list, but I really need to think about nurture there. So I was like, okay, one of my top priorities is to have another look at my active campaign uh, email automation that goes out once someone signs up to my lead magnet from this video. How am I going? Who are the people that are watching it? Who are the people that are um, subscribing? And then how do I really take them through? So that's priority number one for me. That's actually more important than anything else because that's where most people are coming from. And then the second thing I looked at is like, okay, so again, this is from an analytics perspective. What do you need to look at? Google Analytics, social media analytics, YouTube analytics, what's happening on those platforms. It doesn't even really need to be super complicated, right? So it doesn't need to be like, I need to go into like great depth in understanding Google Analytics. This is like from a top line perspective, where is your traffic coming from? Where are people finding out about you? So for me, um, the next most popular thing is uh, my LinkedIn profile. So my LinkedIn profile gets so many visits every month or whatever. Okay, so people are coming to my LinkedIn profile, landing on this page and then finding out more about me. So what can I do here to continue that journey with more people? Because so a lot of people go, oh, I've got to fix my website to fix my marketing funnel, my website's my priority. It might be. But if we're thinking about like for right now, like there's the long-term stuff, but for right now, what's important, I'm like, people are coming to YouTube every day, every hour I've got people coming to YouTube and, and finding out about me there. So I need to look at that. People are coming to my LinkedIn profile every day. I get tagged in posts all the time. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. I'm meeting people all the time. That's got to be a priority. What can I do to fine tune everything here? And when we kind of can focus in like that, then the strategy becomes a bit easier. So for instance, for me, I'm like, okay, on my LinkedIn profile, I want to really focus on like this. Now we're talking about going from like the 80% to the 90%. We're not talking about going from zero to 80%. <laughs> oh, thanks, Andy. <laughs> Andy said, Andy Erickson said, no wonder you're my LinkedIn hero. <laughs> so um, I appreciate that. So like, I hope what I'm saying is, is helpful to you. But like um, with LinkedIn, what I can do, if that's going to be something now, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get from 80 to 90. The, the, the attention to detail has to become a lot greater. It's actually a lot easier to go on another social media platform and like get that kind of working than, oh, I just realized it's human. My hair's going buffy. Sorry, everyone. Just have to, just have to deal with that. So I have to really look at, Things like, okay, I'm going to go and ask people in my network for help. I'm going to say to them, hey, when you come to my LinkedIn profile, what do you like? What don't you like? What jumps out at you? What doesn't jump out at you? I can pick like 10, 15 people off the top of my head that I know will help me with that. 
and to, to really fine tune that because that's a priority for me because I know that's where people are finding out about me. But if I didn't look at my analytics, I might go, oh, thanks, Andy. Andy said this is super useful. <laughs> so even, even with the, the humid, humidity in my hair. Um, so it's really important that we kind of narrow in that focus because we can, I see this happen a lot, is people kind of just start adding more and more, like I said before, stuff in the top of the funnel and they're not thinking about, okay, what's actually close to working that I can, that I, I could actually probably improve quite quickly, but I've just got to be really specific about what I'm improving. It might be like two words are all the difference. You know, this is where like copywriting can become really helpful. So instead of going like, I'm going to invest in a copywriter to go and start a blog for me because I haven't done that yet. Invest in a copywriter to go, hey, I've got a thousand people coming to my LinkedIn profile every month. Can you fix my copy? You know, it's like that's where you want to invest your time and money because that's where people already are. And that's, this is the thing that I'm, I'm realizing that I've missed a lot as well. So I wanted to share it um, for other people to kind of figure out. And then um, the other thing I worked out is like with my website, this is really interesting. And this is where Google Analytics come in. So before my main, my homepage was my highest, um, which is normal, right? The highest viewed page was my web my homepage and what you can do on Google just with like basic Google setup is you can also go and have a look at behavior flows. So you can look at where are people going after they hit my homepage or a specific landing page? What, what's their journey look like? And you just go down to like the behavior tab and overview and it literally just shows you where they've gone. I, I am not brave enough to try to share it on my live stream now, but I might do a separate video about this on YouTube, just kind of walking through those, those simple things if you're not sure. So if you're looking at that, you can start to see, oh, like, where are people bouncing? Where are people dropping off? Why are people not spending much time on this page? What I found was that on my website, actually now more people go to laurencrest.com forward slash grow-your-brand, which is the page for my podcast. So that actually has a higher number of people landing on it and finding it organically than laurencrest.com does. So I need to look at that now and go, okay, if that's where people are entering my website, what do I need to put on there to try to tie this back to my main business objective? So right now, one of my key objectives is I want to get my new ebook into as many people's hands as possible because my ebook is, a, I know it's a really great tool and I'm finding a lot of people are interested in my services based off this ebook, right? So I'm like, great, I've got this, this good lead magnet. I know people want to download it, but I need to get more people aware of it. So if I want to do that, I'm going to have to now go to my grow your brand page because that's where most people are coming in and put like a little banner there saying like, hey, you might want to download this ebook because that's where the eyeballs are. That's where the attention is. I know that people who are interested in growing their brand are going to be interested in this ebook. So it makes sense to put those things together. But if I didn't go and look at the analytics and the behavior then I might just go like, oh, well, the ebook's on my homepage and it's on my free resources tab so people can go and find it if, if they want. But when I look at the behavior, I'm like, actually, no, people are going to the podcast landing page and then they're going to listen to a podcast. So that's, that's where I've got the attention. That's where I've got the eyeballs. Um, Anthony said, so is knowing where they're coming from more important than, to you than the numbers of views, likes, et cetera? Yeah, great question, Anthony. Thanks for asking that. So there's so many problems with things like numbers of views and likes. 
um, likes in particular, like often we'll call them vanity metrics, right? So you can do, there's lots of hacks you can do to get people to like, like your content. So, you know, things like like for like, where it's like, I like your post, you like my post. That's great for getting reach. But that person who's liking the post a lot of the time, like if you're seeing people that have like 60 or 70 likes on their posts and you're like, oh, this content isn't even that interesting. Why are there 60 or 70 people liking it? It's probably because they've, they've got like a, like on LinkedIn, it will be a LinkedIn pod. So they've got an agreement with a bunch of people where it's like, I'll like your stuff, you like my stuff, and then we'll get more reach. It's it's was a good strategy, not as much of a good strategy now because LinkedIn's kind of cottoned onto it. Um, but to me, it's more about like views definitely are important, but it's got to be the right views. Like I had someone contact me today on LinkedIn or yesterday on LinkedIn about promoting my YouTube videos and um, from Fiverr. And I was like, okay, but where are you promoting the YouTube? videos because you could promote it to thousands of people that are never going to buy from me and I'd rather promote it to 20 people who will um Anthony said a like is just I showed up like ticking present on the robot (laughs) yeah kind of well you know the other thing Anthony I'd be interested if you found this as well but often I find the people that reach out to me and say hey I've been looking at your content um love what you're doing can we connect or can we chat or I saw that you've got blah the people that do that often aren't the people who are liking and commenting so I think that's also part of a personality thing right like some people like to be engaged and like hitting the like button or because they're it's it's salient to them like I want likes I'm going to like other people's stuff but your ideal customer might not be that person who is uh is is someone who would like you know press like so I think I think um I'm more interested in reach and reaching the right people and part of the way that we can know whether we're reaching the right people is their behavior from that post so let's say I posted something on YouTube and I was like uh posted something on LinkedIn with a, a link to my YouTube video and then I was like oh um you know this is what it's about if 20 people click on it then I know those 20 people are actually interested. To me, I'm more interested in that behavior than whether 50 people liked it because that's, yeah, it helps a bit with reach because the more people that like and comment, LinkedIn goes, this is a good post. But um, I'd rather look at, well, what did people actually watch? What, what, how far did they engage with something? Anthony said, yeah, I found the same people who are lurkers will reach out to me and say, I need your help. I've never seen them like or comment or on a post or anything on LinkedIn. Yeah, same. It's really interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting how that happens. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to be thinking about behavior a little bit differently rather than thinking just about like our ego getting stroked. Because it's like, for me, it's awesome that like people want to talk to me on a live stream, right? Because I love having the conversation. I'm much more interested in that than like, I mean, look, I appreciate the likes and stuff. Like I'm not going to say don't like it, don't press the like button. But for me, it's the engagement. For me, it's a conversation and actually really getting to know a person or the people who I get to chat with, which I think is awesome, right? Um, So yeah, I think we need to be looking at behavior a little bit differently and thinking about behavior a little bit differently. And essentially we're looking at, um, I guess, like three things. Three, three key things. So one is reach. How many people can I reach with this piece of content? So again, for me, like with, I'm going to use YouTube because YouTube is such a great search platform. It's the second biggest search platform in the world. 
Um, I know that my videos are going to serve to people who are searching for content that's relevant. But if I just like jammed a whole heap of keywords in there that had nothing to do with my content uh, just to get reach, I mean, one YouTube will pick that up and they won't like that anyway. But um, that's what a lot of a lot of people think about. So they'll go, I just want to get reach. I'm going to use a hashtag that isn't relevant, but it has like 20 million followers on LinkedIn. So I can just like reach heaps of people. It's like you've got to reach the right people. And in the business to business space, like I'm in, like I know a lot of you guys are that are listening to this, we don't need millions of people to listen to our content. We need like a hundred people of the right people to be listening and watching to our content. Uh, listening and watching to our content? Yeah. Okay. It's Friday. It's definitely Friday. Um, okay. So uh, I actually didn't write that many questions down myself. So I'm trying to think of the other questions I need to ask myself because this is about making sure that we're looking at our analytics in the right way. Um, I think the other thing I would say is like probably a question I would have for myself at this point is kind of like when, how do you know when to diversify? Like how do you know whether what's broken in a funnel, whether to fix it or whether you need to just kind of be like, you know what, this isn't working. I've got to throw this out completely and, and move on to something else. Andy, you said, what is the bottom of your sales funnel? I confess I doubt that the top of my sales funnel actually reaches the bottom. Like all my business comes from face-to-face conversations. You actually see real revenue resulting from your online presence. Yeah, it's a really good question. It's actually a really hard thing to measure um, because there's so many, there's so many potential steps that one, people might not even remember. uh, And two, like, so, you know, you could do the customer feedback thing. How did you find out about me? A lot of people don't even necessarily remember how they found out about you. Um, I know Google released some stats where they said something like, and I was talking about this with Floris Block earlier this week, um, where it's like you people have to see you like at least eight different times before they're kind of interested in your brand. Um, I don't know how Google worked that out, but Andy, you could probably go Google, <laughs> Google that about Google. <laughs> um, there are ways that we can get some indications. So for instance, I know that my um, people searching the brand term, people searching for Lauren Cress has gone up over the last couple of years. And it really went up when I focused my attention on PR. Um, so I think now it's like 20 keywords per month, according to Uber Suggest in Australia, which is actually pretty high, like for someone just to be searching like a brand name um, for like a small business, um, where before it would have been zero. So um, you could look at that. You could look at, or well, how, uh, how are people, are people searching for me? You can look at things like um, with those conversations, with those one-on-one conversations that you're having, um, how is that person kind of connected to you? have they said anything like what I found is people sometimes jump on a call with me and they'll actually say to me, I went and watched your YouTube video after we connected and I really loved it. I was so excited to talk about you, Uh, talk about you, talk to you. Um, So what I'm finding eight touch points. Yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's eight touch points. Thanks, Anthony. Um, So the sale comes from the face to face. I think anyone who's doing consulting work and thinks that they can, not do the face-to-face conversation. Like, I mean, it could be Zoom, right? We need to have that chat. We need to have a conversation with someone or potentially several conversations with someone depending on how complex our sales is, sales are. But people have to know about you first and whether that's they know about you through referral, they're probably going to look you up 
Like they're probably going to go, oh, I heard about you. I'm going to go check out your website or your LinkedIn profile, um, see what you're about so that I know what to expect in this conversation. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, Andy said that's helpful. Yeah, so I think it's when we're looking at connecting things with revenue, um, we need to really understand that the journey that a customer has isn't simple. You know, it's, it's, um, it's quite complex. So uh, there are studies that look at like, you know, big benchmark industry things. So uh, for instance, really, really great book called How Brands Grow by Professor Byron Sharp. I always talk about it. It's like two parts to it. And he talks about sort of like, well, we know there's studies that show that like when you take advertising away from people for like a month, they buy less at the shops. So like we know that advertising has an effect on how much people buy. Um, we know that like sto the stories we tell in the media have an effect on what's top of mind. Um, so for instance, like the example I used a few weeks back was like in Australia, it was like pre, pre the 2020 that we've all come to know about, um, you know, before COVID hit. So in, in Australia, it kind of really hit us in March. And in January, as a lot of people know, we had like real, actually it was even before January, like December, November and October, we had really, really bad bushfires last year. There was a lot of fundraising. There was a lot of effort going into making sure we could take care of the people and the businesses that had lost their, their livelihood, um, have lost their homes in that time. And then COVID hit. And then everyone started talking about COVID. And I saw an article published, I think it was around July, saying like, the bushfire stuff isn't sorted yet, guys. Like there's still people who don't have homes or are in like temporary accommodation. There's still businesses that have been completely destroyed by what happened, but it's not top of mind. It's not in the media. So we don't think about it. We don't care about it. We're not donating to it. So I think we know those kind of things. We know that narrative really matters for um, the actions that we take and what's top of mind. Um, but the other thing that I found is just like by being active on LinkedIn specifically, because LinkedIn is, is such an important channel for me, it's so much easier for me to have those conversations, Andy, to begin with. So even just getting those one-on-one -on -one conversations and having that familiarity and having that kind of warm conversation, that's been the, the really key thing um, for me. So thanks for that question because it was a really, really good one at a point where I was like, what am I talking about now? Um, I can't actually remember what I was talking about, but that's part of the um, beauty of being on a live stream. I think I was talking about something to do with analytics, um, but I can't remember. So I'll, I'll tie it back to kind of like this, you know, using those analytics to build, um, you know, sort of work out what you're going to do for marketing priorities. What I would say is like, if you're just starting, you want to look at like those fundamentals. So you want to look at like, what, who's my key uh, target audience? Like, um, what, are, what's my key messages? You know, what am I saying? My story, um, how am I going to start reaching my ideal uh, customers, all those kind of core brand pillars that I've talked about lots, lots of times on the show. But when you start actually doing this, when you start kind of practicing this ongoing, then you need to start. It's almost like you're going to feel like you're going around in circles a little bit. I had this, a client tell me this yesterday. It's like, I kind of feel like I'm going around in a circle, but I'm kind of getting closer and closer and closer to like being on point. 
And I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think it's like, that's like with most things in business, right? We're constantly trying to improve things and we kind of circling it and getting better. But if we kind of wait for the perfect strategy and the perfect moment and the perfect idea, and the per- it just won't happen. So we need the momentum and then we need to be looking at what's working, what's not working. And by really taking a closer look at those analytics, what analytics actually matter for what I'm trying to achieve. Brian, you said, is that top of funnel, the engagement, top of funnel or mid? Yeah, so I would say engagement is mid, middle of the funnel. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Brian, but you probably um, weren't here for it. So top of funnel is like that reach point. It's like, how am I getting out and initially touching people or touching people's hearts and minds essentially with my message? So um, what we were talking about earlier was sort of like, how how do people find you? You know, so look at those top ways that people are actually first getting to know you. And we can do that by kind of looking, or we can get proxies anyway, by looking at our social media analytics, our Google analytics, uh, and also understanding what people um, are searching for to, to find us. So I look at like, what were the top things that people came to my website searching? So if they've searched Lauren Crest, my assumption is they've already seen content somewhere else because they're not going to just randomly search Lauren Cress without already knowing about me. Um, That's how a lot of people find my website. So I know that other activities I'm doing are are helping people to go and search for me on Google. But if someone comes to my website and they're searching for something like, I don't know, um, seven rules for brand growth, then I'm like, okay, they're coming for that content. So they're earlier on, they don't know about me yet. They're discovering me via this article. So how do I go to that article, which is performing well and improve it so that they learn more about me and want to continue that journey and hopefully eventually get on the phone, which like Andy pointed out, that's what we're going for, right? If in in consultant land and B2B space, what we're trying to do is get people either one-on-one or on a webinar or where we can actually really connect with them. I think ideally one-on-one, um, but people probably later on in their journey to me might be able to get like a whole, like Brian, I know for you, like being able to get a whole bunch of people on a call, <laughs> that's even better. Uh, you can do a lot more when you, when you have a lot of people on a call. So um, yeah, I think, sorry for being a little bit everywhere, but I just had so many awesome questions that I had to jump around a little bit. Um, I'm about to wrap up because I try to do this for like 30 minutes. So if there's any final kind of um, questions, please, uh, pop them in now. Um, I'm really sorry. I forgot about the other point I was making <laughs> when I play this back on a podcast, I'm probably going to have to cut that part out. Cause we were going to be like, you were halfway through a point and then you just like went off on a tangent. Um, but I hope that's been helpful. Like I said, if you're not sure about how to look at your analytics and what's important, uh, there's lots of stuff out there out there about that. I'll also be doing stuff about that in the coming weeks. So I've got a Monday motivation episode that I do on YouTube and on um, my podcast, which isn't here on my live streams. Um, But I always share it on LinkedIn to make sure my network can find it. And what we do in that episode is we're looking at like, what actions can you take this week um, to grow your brand? So I, I like to start off the week by going, what can I actually do this week? Instead of it being like, okay, this might eventually help me. Like, what can I do today that's going to help me um, start, you know, growing my brand right now? So what I'll do in that is I'll, I'll incorporate what we've been talking about here into something a little bit more practical in terms of, all right, here's actually step-by-step what you can do to um, to really take that 
that sort of funnel piece that we've been talking about and just focus on those like top three priorities. And he said, I very rarely watch LinkedIn lives, but I'm so glad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that, Anthony. Um, I'm glad you watched this one too. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, your questions. I loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, I'll be na- knack. I'll be back next uh, Friday for another uh, Seen and Heard episode. Uh, and I've got a few interviews coming up next week as well. So hope you all have an awesome uh, weekend and I'll speak to you again soon. See you later. Okay, so here's that here's that final little piece that you have all been waiting for. Well, if you're still listening, you've been waiting for it. So I said <laughs> during the show, oh, you know, you need to worry about these three, you know, these three key things. And the first one I mentioned was reach. So I talked about reach and the importance of reaching the right audience. And that ties into the second thing. So the second thing you want to look at when it comes to your your core analytics and your metrics, the second thing you want to look at is relevance. So how you work out relevance is you look at, well, okay, out of all the people that clicked through to this next part of my funnel, so let's say, for instance, you have a bunch of people who saw your LinkedIn post with your YouTube link. Then you have some people who click through on YouTube and then you want to know, okay, from that referred traffic, how long did people listen? What was their engagement rate when it came to watching the video or when it came to staying on my website? So for instance, I know that people who come from LinkedIn stay on my website much longer than other types of referred traffic. So that's telling me my LinkedIn activity is really important and that my network on LinkedIn is actually really interested in what I'm publishing versus when people come through other channels. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of relevance. And then the the final piece is all about reaction. Now, I don't mean I we talked about vanity metrics in this episode. I'm not talking about vanity metrics here. What I'm talking about is looking at, okay, what did people do once they consumed your content? So did they share it? That's a big one. If people shared it, that means like they're becoming brand advocates for you now. Hey, go check this out. They could be sharing it in a negative way. So yes, you want to look at that as well. But usually when people are sharing something, it's because they're like, they loved it. They love the content. Um, Yeah, you can look at if people like it, not such a great measurement. Uh, people commenting and asking questions, that can also be a great way to see the gaps in your content. So sometimes when I get questions, I'm like, oh, that's actually, that's the way I'm going to make my next piece of content. So what are people doing as a result of getting to that video, getting to that page, the landing page, you know, is one of their reactions, they book a call. Oh, when people land on this page, they book a call. So that's what we're talking about with reactions, not just like which you know, reaction they chose on Facebook or LinkedIn, for instance. So those are the three things. And that officially wraps up all our content for the week this week on the Grow Your Brand podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. I'm really happy to see that my community is growing and that the kinds of people that I want to work with have been reaching out to me and chatting with me. So that makes all of this worthwhile. Really, really exciting. If you want to connect with me, obviously head over to LinkedIn. That's the best way to do it. Just go to LinkedIn, type in Lauren Cress, or you can go and visit my website as well, laurencress.com. And that's where you can download my latest ebook, which I mentioned during the show. 
as well. Have an awesome weekend. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place.